The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Hi, this is Mac Rogers, the writer of Give Me Away. In the movie Hot Tub Time Machine, there's a present-day character who only has one eye. When the heroes travel decades back in time, they encounter the same character with both eyes, leading to a running joke where the audience wonders which of the subsequent comic sequences will lead to the destined injury. Someone dies in this elevator, takes that running joke, and elevates it to an art form. Produced by the gifted audio artist Tal Manier, Someone Dies in This Elevator is a spoiler-driven anthology podcast where every episode tells a different story, except that there's always an elevator and someone always dies in it. My first response when listening to an episode of this show is to play a guessing game, who's going to die? But each time without fail, whether the elevator is in a corporate office, an ancient tomb, a high-tech dating service, or outer space, I become so invested in the characters I meet that knowing one of them is about to die heightens everything I discover about their lives. You can learn more about this show at sditepod.com, but for now, please enjoy this sample episode of a podcast we love, Someone Dies in This Elevator. This episode of Someone Dies in This Elevator is rated PG-13. A warning to please take care of yourself. This episode contains racism in academia, the consequences of genocidal colonization, and death in an elevator. Please read the show notes for more information. Come on, put your back into it, Manny. I... Could use some help, Professor. Nonsense. You got it. Besides, what am I paying you for? You paid for a jungle guide. I, um... I... I can't believe it. This is remarkable. No, no, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Do you realize what this is? No, but I'm sure you're about to... If I'm correct, and I believe I am, hmm. the floor of the structure seems to be made of sapodillo wood. Hmm. You've got quite the eye, Professor. But this much sapodilla places the construction of this structure sometime before the switch to Inkwood. This must have been built prior to the late classic period. Meaning? Meaning this structure is likely... Oh, Manny. Come on, best guess. This part of the temple could be between 14 and 1800 years old. God, it looks remarkably well preserved. Perhaps the stone slab acted as a pressure seal. Ha! Huh. Way. 
This structure is being held up by a series of wooden pulleys, and I think if I just pull on this rope here... Whoa, whoa, wait, don't pull up. Now do you understand, Manny? We're in an elevator! An ancient Mayan elevator! You can't be serious. Oh, I am. And given that stone slab we just moved... We? No one has set foot on this elevator for over a millennia. A millennia? Is this... safe? It's hard to say. But when has progress ever been made without taking a few risks? Hand me your torch. What? Your uh, flashlight. Hand it over. All right, here. There seems to be something in the walls. Embedded in the limestone. It's catching the light. Can you see? Pyrite. Hmm? It's pyrite. The Mayan people placed it in their tunnels to make them sparkle. Like there were stars in the darkness below the ground. (laughs) It's fitting. Fool's gold for foolish sentiment. I thought you would have known that. Being a professor and all that. That reminds me. What are you a professor of again? Uh, My focus, you could say, is lost civilizations. Forgotten peoples. Forgotten people? Yes. You might have read my work in National Geographic. I had a piece published recently on Uxmal. Uh-huh. So, what brought you to Mexico? <laughs> the Mayan, of course. Right. <laughs> of course. The walls of the, um tunnel seem to be adorned with pictographs. You can read those? (laughs) What do they say? Now, I could be wrong. I don't have my notes with me, but... Don't leave me hanging. Well, (laughs) it seems to be a depiction of a descent of sorts. And here... the word... Mirror. Their symbol for portal. Perhaps into Zabalba. Uh, the underworld. What about there? Those shapes, what do they say? Outsider, perhaps? Foreigner. No, no, that's not quite right. An individual looking from the outside in. Well, observer, perhaps. In this glyph, is that Lord? Ah, hmm, ah, yes, of course. It must be about Hernan Cortez. The outsider, the Lord from across the sea. (laughs) You're so close. Excuse me? You're close. That was almost right. How would you know? Tell you what. I'll give you a hint. Rosa was a little heavy-handed with the chisel. That glyph you're reading is Lord Awa, 
It's actually wink, meaning person. Wink. Uh-huh. And here. Snake. Smoke. Mirrors. And this one. This one is you. Read that for me, Professor. Mouse. No, no. Rat. Try again. The whole thing. Okay, uh... Oh. Well... A rat... Traveling down the throat of a... a Come on. A, a, um, snake. Bueno. You got it. What is this? What's going on here? <laughs> is this some sort of <laughs> joke? Who put you up to this? A millennia. What are you on about? I asked you a question, Manny, and I deserve You really thought no one had been here in a millennia? You were so caught up in thinking you were making some career-changing discovery that you didn't even hesitate to untie that rope. But this is career-changing. No one has found this place. No one. It's on no map. It's in no books. And why do you think that is, Professor? What makes you so much more important than all those before you? I... I... uh, You're not. You're just like all the rest. Waltzing in here with your rimmed glasses and posh accents and God, all that khaki. All the rest? Now... You're asking the right questions. Well, there have been others. So many. All of them looking to solve the same great mystery. The disappearance of the Mayan people. Do you want to know what happened to the Mayan people, Professor? I... I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. Come on now. I mean it. I have the answer. The one you've been looking for for your entire life. Ask me. What happened to the Mayan people? You happened. You colonizers. We survived droughts, famines, wars. But then you came. And you took and took until there was nothing left. Then you hid your greed, your atrocities behind a mystery, a question with an answer you erased from history books. But we survived, and we waited, and you came back, hungry for more. I can give you money. My funding, all of it. It could all be yours. We don't need your money. We're actually doing well after the last guy from Oxford, I think. Did you let him go? You're asking the wrong question. Did you let any of them go? We let them go when they reach their stop. Where are we going? Sibalva. But as you know, Professor... There's only one way to enter the underworld. Oh, please. Please don't do this. Uh, I'm, I'm begging you. 
Come on. We're we're all good people here. Welcome, Professor. No, please. To Sibalba. No. South of Palenque was written by Andrew Cianez de la O and directed by Colin J. Kelly. Script editing by Jesse Shushu. Dialogue editing by Amador Rodriguez. Sound design, scoring, and mastering by Tal Manier. Executive produced by Colin J. Kelly and Tal Manier. Starring Felix Trench as The Professor and Andrew Cianez de la O as Manny. Soundescape.productions. Thank you for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago. A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.